Welcome to Reboot the Sequel, a podcast that reviews and discusses movies that are sequels or reboots to other movies. I'm your host, Vin Rodriguez, and with me sometimes is Guess. Warning, spoilers ahead. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, today I am joined by my friend David. Hi, David. Hey. So David has picked Legally Blonde. For, so we're going to talk about Legally Blonde 2. And are we going to talk about Legally Blondes, the twin one? You saw it. I saw the I trigger. Saw it. Oh, okay. I will, I, then I will very briefly tell you what I thought. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, which came out in 2003. Uh, but just for a little bit of uh, context, uh, Legally Blonde. Oh, my God. I didn't write down where it came out. When did Legally it was Blonde like 2001, come out? I believe. 2001 okay let's just yeah. go with that it was like summer of 2001 i'm almost sure you can check yeah. it i'm sure you have some sort of really blonde came out in 2001 good job Yay. yeah <laughs> I, I i really liked this movie when it came out and i was surprised as, to see... as did i and then i had issues with people because when it came out on dvd they were like well, why are you gonna make me watch this trash and i'm like just watch it <laughs> i don't remember if i saw it in theater i don't remember if i, I saw it in the theater TV. i remember exactly when i saw it all of the americas wow very okay. specific i was like feeling kind of glum and i was like i need something to pick me up and it was it was a thing yeah if you're not from miami all the americas that's oh, going sorry. way back third podcast interlude here you'll find that this podcast contains a few hard edits that seem a little awkward that's because david and i were going on a few tangents that made this podcast about an hour and a half which included the history of the barbie doll a long discussion about the Blade franchise, Parker Posey's career, how many different actresses were put forward for Wonder Woman before the Wonder Woman script was actually written, our careers and educational background, and probably a few other things. So I did some editing to spare everyone the details that were not Legally Blonde related. And with that, back to the podcast. Legally Blonde starring Reese Witherspoon is the story of a blonde college student whose her boyfriend breaks up with her because he wants a serious girlfriend when he goes to Harvard Law School uh, so he can be a senator one day and and he just dumps her brutally and she decides she's going to go to Harvard too um, to prove that she uh, can be a good future wife for him. Now, did you know it's based on a book? No. Uh, it's a it's a it's a novel based on a real person who she actually did this. She went to Stanford. Yeah. Oh, mind exactly. blown. I'm making mind, mind blown gestures here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she only picked Stanford because it was close enough to one of the largest malls in the area. No, true story. And she didn't do well. She actually there's a sec she wrote a like two more novels or another novel. They're both um um optioned for films. Um and the whole thing is that it all became of fruition because she had letters she had written her parents that they kept and it was about our whole experience there and actually like the whole thing of the summer ovester yes. that whole that really happened to her like someone <laughs> so did someone say else, that to her no. somebody has a semester to ovester yeah that actually did happen so it was like a whole to do but um yeah she she exists <laughs> i think it's amanda oh. brown i'm not sure you can google that i'm not sure i don't ever wrote down her name it is amanda brown i did write down and it was stanford yeah so how how true is the book to the movie then i've read like what, where is she now is she a, is she a lawyer out. or is she, she just flunked out or no she's not no she never graduated she did yeah, okay. she, she left yeah wasn't for her and i said she even talks about how like some of the people were like very like rigid and it was like a lot to like deal with but mm-hmm. but the elements of what she learned there you know right. carried over to what this novel would be and then later a film so yeah i mean i've, I've never i've never been to harvard any in any way shape or form but it is that is what I imagine Harvard would be like. Oh, all these, yeah, these naughty yeah. people. We visited, we visited and I was there for graduation. Um, just because we were, we were in Boston at the time. And yeah, there's a lot of pumpkin circumstance. People are very like, yeah, it was funny. We went to the Chipotle at MIT. And I remember like, this is the smartest Chipotle I'll probably ever go to. <laughs> and everyone just kind of had an air about them. And I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do work in academia. So I, I sometimes I do feel like I'm... I'm I don't know, I'm overanalyzing things, but that's what you do in academia is you just yeah. overanalyze everything. Oh, well, maybe you'll, you'll have, maybe there's a Legally Blonde in you. <laughs> well, so the thing about Legally Blonde is that even though, you know, it's, you, you know me, I'm not yeah. a perky blonde by any shape, yeah. form, by, the, by yeah, any yeah. stretch of the imagination, but I feel <laughs> well, like- we're, we're both Legally Brunette. So. Yes. <laughs> 
So I'm, I'm more like Selma Blair, I guess, maybe. But she's just very relatable. That whole idea of trying to fit in somewhere. and yeah, you know, it's an underdog story. Yeah, and, you know, she gets dumped. We've, we've been there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've been dumped. And then, yeah, just trying to prove yourself and everybody just coming at you. And I, th- I feel it's a very relatable character, even though overall she's a rich blonde privileged person who's smart enough to get to harvard correct i'm not that smart so (laughs) well yeah and i think also like i I think the the movie plays with a lot of tropes but it also has a lot of stereotypes that it breaks which i think is part of the charm of it Mm -hmm. like that's where i feel like people really get like into it because it's like as you're watching it you're rooting for her and yeah you're right she comes from a place of privilege yeah she's a white blonde but there's a lot of things that like you can identify with just in general. And even the way she treats other people, like there's certain scenes in the film, like in regards to like when they, I don't know if we can, I don't want to use the word, but when the one girl, this guy's, I mean, kind of, kind of this is going to be a long piece of it. But when the one girl calls her a dyke, uh, she says the one oh. girl, she would call her a dyke. Yes. And she, what's funny is they added that now on TV. That doesn't come out. That, that okay. scene is cut out on television normally. Mm-hmm. um because you know and she says no i would never say something like that you must have heard that from vivian i'm actually right. quoting film. i just realized that but it's one of those things where like there's aha moments throughout it like the part where she goes to buy the laptop she wants to like you know kind of like she she feels like she's been duped by the system and she's like i'm gonna show them otherwise you know kind yeah. of like, there's all those things are things that people have in their own character that like i feel like mm-hmm. we go out and do like we're like no we're gonna show that we can do this thing and you know yeah and she's so nice to everyone you know Uh, she tries to like reach out and and befriend even uh yeah even vivian who basically she didn't steal her man it's not like vivian knew Uh, but obviously vivian was not being very nice to her no yeah no no she had to win vivian over and vivian even had like other like doubts about her as a person in general and what scruples she might have because she's judged again for who she is or what she looks like not even who she is what she looks like yeah, yeah, they just have the an idea of what she what her personality is based on her outward looks. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, so I I really enjoyed Legally Blonde. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned Rotten Tomatoes was only seventy one critic and seventy two audience, which is really surprising because it's two thousand one, and I mean, I think everyone I know has seen Legally Blonde. It's it's. Oh no, it's one of those that people don't believe. No, because I've quoted it and I said stuff, and people are like what? And they're like, and they have to go and watch it. And they're like, I they're like, I totally snubbed it based on the outside of the, of the cover because they all well, think you know, it's going to be some dumb. Blonde. It's a movie about. They think they all think it's a movie about a dumb blonde. Yeah. yeah. And she's not a dumb blonde. I, I, at the end of the day, she's yeah, just, it's breaking the stereotype. She, she's so. a, yeah, she's a blonde, and a, she's a, it's a it's a fish out of water story essentially. It's an underdog fish out of water story because. Mm-hmm. And in her element, she's super smart. Like if you like when they try to like um when they try to um what is it when they try to sucker her with the dress with the uh what is it? Don't you remember this quote? The one that was it's it just came yeah. in. Half the stitch on China silk. That one, yes, that one, yes. Yeah. You can't do a half loop stitch on China silk because they'll pucker. And you didn't try to sell it for today. full price. You picked the wrong girl. Exactly. Yeah. So in her element, she's she knows her things. Mm-hmm. She knows she's a you know she's savvy to what her like her wheelhouses are, and she just has to adapt yeah. to a new wheelhouse, which is Harvard. Yeah, and that's how she won the case in the end was sure, yeah. you know the whole perm thing. Having, you know, having something in a wheelhouse. Yeah. With Linda Cardellini is amazing. This movie too. Oh <laughs> yeah, my god. Everybody in this movie because there's like Victor Garber, Taylor Holland. Hall- I always mess up her name. It's either Holland Taylor or Taylor Holland. <laughs> um, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge, oh my god, yeah, yes, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, Raquel Welch is in it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's the mother-in-law. And then, and then no, the mom. Oh, hello, Ali Larder, hello. Ali oh. Larder. Alana Albach. Serena, the, the two best friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that Margot, Margot and Serena, which I okay. see that I remember, but Alana Albach is the brunette. Okay. So, yeah, she's well, she was with her, they've been together before, I don't know, did you ever see Freeway? It's I did see Freeway way. with Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the Red, Little Red Riding Hood. Red, yeah. uh, yes, which uh, Lana Albach is in it, and then um, oh, someone else is in there. Oh, Kiefer, obviously. But that's a very different character from, yeah. like, from Elle Woods, which shows, you know, obviously, Reese Witherspoon has already shown her range, but yeah, at that time, it was basically, like, that Tracy Flick, well, if you saw Freeway, but basically those are, like, the three that you mm-hmm. kind of, like, People like have seen up to then, but yeah, no, of course you saw Freeway because Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I love Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yes, the Kiefer connection. They, there is, I think there is a Freeway too, and I think it's crap. <laughs> oh God, 
per usual. I, <laughs> well, maybe nobody will suggest it, and I never have to watch well, it. You can watch it. Oh my <laughs> god! I'll have to look. I'm trying to remember if there is. I think there is. I think there's like a straight to video version of it or something. But no, and I mean, and the other thing is like, I was one of those people who like when I got the DVD, I watched all the behind the scenes stuff and everything else, and like the amount of work that went into this film. They had to do a lot. They had to do all these hair tests for like the blondes. They had to work. They picked the hair color based on the set surroundings. So it would pop correctly. Yeah. So it would pop correctly. So it wouldn't look like too ashy, too faded to this. And then everybody who was blonde in the film had to have like root touch-ups every two weeks. The Frederick for Kai Hollywood Salon was involved with it as well because they would help with all the work that had to go into it. I mean, the film she has, just to show like character depth and change, she has like 40 different hairstyles. Elle Woods. Wow. Yeah. 41 if you count the uh, the graduation cap, which is similar to the (laughs) public cap, but... Not that I'm going to correct the DVD, but you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, like Dolly, Dolly, uh, was it? Uh, Dolly Parton was also part of the inspiration for her as well in regards to that kind of like spirit and the way yeah. of being. Which I can is, see that, yeah, like right? very yeah, happy, just, nice, blonde yeah. lady. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can so. see that. So I think like they did well with that. I think using the context of what they had for inspiration plus mixed with, like mm-hmm. mixed with, um, what do you call this, with the letters themselves and what the actual person went through, I think it was going to need to do that. I mean, I, I mean, and you know, it's a musical as well. I don't know if you know that. No. It was nominated for like, I want to say it was nominated for like seven Tonys. It didn't win one, didn't win any, <laughs> but it was nominated and it's been done in the UK as well. And it's actually okay. re- the, the actress who's in it, um, um, Laura Balbendi, um, who she's done other stuff. She was in um, Smash, the TV show Smash. Yeah. I want to say she was in Smash. I, wanna, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm right about that. I mean, I didn't see it, but yeah. But um, yeah, no, but she's done other stuff too. She's, no lie, like such a close singing voice and like, voice to the uh, you can tell that they used um like the stamp quote unquote that like um Reese Witherspoon did mm-hmm. like you can totally like it's it's on parallels and the songs are brilliant because they use the script and use all the dialogue so well that it even just elevates it a little even more so so I mean it's just it's it's I think it's a brilliant movie I mean I've even watched it in Spanish because like my what? mother-in-law back in the day yeah <laughs> I it's the funniest thing if you ever have a chance to watch it because when she's like talking to Warner, and she's like, and it's that's and God, I hope whoever's listening to this who does know Spanish, it's like, it's like, what? Like, when just going to be with that Warner, and you're just like, oh my God, did she just say that? And the voice is like very like saccharine, very sweet but fake. So it's just funny to listen to because you're just like, what? And she's like, I Bruce it. and it's like it's really weird. It's all these like Anglo names with like this like, yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 something different. <laughs> But yeah, that happens to my mother-in-law. So I was like, oh, you should watch this. And she liked, again, and culturally, it when the story itself sold itself to like different people, different walks of life. Like that's, I've also met very, like people who are enthused about the film that are like from very, very different past walks of lives. And I was like, that's kind of cool that it can do that, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, I, I think I'm a, a case in point right there. I'm so grunge goth and yet I still, I really like this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, I would say, yeah. Because you're considering your, yeah, your last review is a <laughs> the crow that was like yeah <laughs> well, yeah and yeah the soundtrack on this is kind of like it's bubbly yeah, so we love legally blonde so you suggested legally blonde uh two red white and blonde so which yeah, it right. came out in uh, 2003 so two years yeah. later and uh, i'm gonna let you start what do you oh, think um <laughs> i think they over i think they underused people that had great talent like i feel like bob newhart and like sally field were yeah. underutilized I feel like they were underutilized and not like the every okay my biggest quip with this film <laughs> is that every joke made in the first one was rehashed I feel like I mean when she goes to hand in that bill it's like it's like pink and scented yeah like when there's things with bruisers that get bruisers that gets used again the I mean the whole Paulette thing like again like it's just like I don't know I just feel like a lot of it's just like it's like they're 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 mm, it's like leftovers that you're trying to feed you, but they're trying to dressing them up right. with a little bit of celery. And I'm like, no, it's not working for me. And even though they include, like, even, like I felt bad for Regina King. Oh, I, which I which like, we need reality as well. The Regina King thing. Okay, hold on. Go for, yes. Let me go back. So legally Sorry. blonde, the two the um, the Rotten Tomato scores were 36 critic, 20 audience and that's funny because usually the audience scores tend to be higher than okay. critics because they're not being very critical they're just basing it on yeah, like this it. Yeah. so this this was one of those where the the audience thought it was even worse than the critics did 
All right, Legally Blonde 2. In this movie, Elle Woods is a lawyer and she's getting married to Luke Wilson from the first movie and she decides that she wants Bruiser's mom, her dog, her chihuahua, mom to attend the wedding. And she does some, she hires a private investigator, finds Bruiser's mom. I have a whole other thing to say about that. Yeah. And finds out that Bruiser's mom is part of animal testing Correct. at a cosmetics company that is not Versace, even though it has the same acron- the same letters. Yeah. It's not. And so then she decides that she's going to go to Washington and change the law to make animal Real testing both. illegal. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 oh my God. I mean, like the trial in Legally Blonde is a little bit over the top. It would never go the that way, one? but it's, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that, that trial, that. Oh yeah. yeah. There and, were people in contempt. Listen, if someone was working in the legal system, there were people in contempt in that courtroom for sure. Exactly. But, but I feel but, like it was, that was the only part of the movie that was really like unbelievable. Everything else is kind of like, okay, those things could happen, you know? Well, I think that the only way they get away with that is because you're already along for the ride and you've had such a good time that you're like, exactly. I want to watch her win. It's like fine. It's totally fine. But this this one, I feel like the the entire plot was implausible. The fact that she just went in there and she basically did this what in two months. Yeah. This is impossible. So okay, that that was my biggest problem. Not that's not that, that was not my biggest problem. <laughs> that was not your biggest problem. That was my biggest problem. I think with the the plot. I think the plot didn't really work. But that's besides the point. My biggest problem with this movie, I think, is actually what happens. What what Regina King has to deal with. <laughs> you know, like, I'm enjoying, like, the irony of, like, well, it's funny, because I know this is MGM, and I know that uh, Miss Congeniality 2 is uh, Warner Brothers, I believe, and it's funny because I'm, like, I'm, like, it's not the same contract, so how did she get, like, put into these two films with the same kind of character, almost? Yeah. Same kind of, like, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's the Brendan Fraser effect, where, like, he's, you know, a fish out of water in every damn movie, so it's, like, no, but, like, we're here, she's, like, the, the she's the, the straight man, if you will, for most yeah. of the Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she's trying to, like, make her way in Washington like a normal yeah. person would, and trying to follow the rules and so forth, yeah. and then here comes Elle, who thinks that she can just, you know, snap her fingers and make some right. scented Yeah, the optimism she had, the optimism she has in part one is to her detriment in part two. Yes. Breathe. <laughs> we haven't gotten to Sally Field yet or Bob Newhart. Oh, Lord. I don't even know where to start with this movie. I swear to God, I was like, I need to watch Legally Blonde again because I feel like this, is this ruining the entire franchise for me? It's well, like, that's why I, I have hope for it... The whole reason I want to do this is part three is coming out and I feel like I have hope for it. And like that's really being written by Mindy Kaling. Um, oh. Multiple of the same cast is coming back from the first one. And I, I mean, I, I the script's under wraps, but I'm hope I have hope for it. I think they could do it. I'm hoping they take from the original source material and maybe you know go from there. Learn from their mistakes, also. Yeah. She decides to change the law so no more animal testing, and um, just because of her dog's mom. This is something that apparently has, she has never bothered her before. I don't know. She must have known about it. You know, she. I don't, so versed, I don't think people. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think people are versed about animal testing back back when this film was made versus how they right. are now. Because people actually seek out like vegan cosmetics now. They also check for animal testing and stuff like that, which doesn't mean diddly, if you will. Because even I don't know if you know this, but if something is not animal tested in the states, if they're going to sell it in foreign markets, if the yeah, if the country of choice wants to animal test it to make sure that it meets their standards, they can. So yeah. Yeah, so, I do know that. Yeah, great. You did it in the U.S. What about the rest of the world? You know, it's like, yeah. so again, only, another plot hole. Only a few animals were harmed. Not right. too yeah. many, I guess. And, and not your mother and dog. Yeah. Mother-in-law, so then, mother-in-law. <laughs> so she's telling her friend what she's going to do. And she says, and I wrote it down. She says, it's like you don't even realize how horrible something is until it happens to you personally. I was like, that's that that quote that uh, I. It's one of those things that went over my head in two thousand three, but now in twenty twenty two, that yeah. that sentence is big. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. You know? I don't. I'm not blaming that line on any one specific person, but yeah, that's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, and actually, my next bullet point after that was Regina King in another subpar movie. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, there are so many like plot holes in the film as well, and I think also like. There's just things that are tone. I don't want to say tone deaf. Well, I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know what's t- you know what's tone deaf? The yeah. Million Dog March in front of yes. Regina King. 
Yeah, this is true. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so there's. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of. Stuff. He's looking out the window oh, and watching Elwood's okay. Million Dog March. Oh, what about the Jackie O inspired outfit? Really? Like you couldn't do like I mean, there's a lot that like that still brings me cringe because yeah. that like that's one of those that every time I look at it, I'm just like, I, my mind goes to like the actual assassination and yeah. thinking about that, and then I also think of like House of Yes and like mental instability. <laughs> like oh. I do, I don't know if you ever saw House of Yes with Parker Posey where she's obsessed with her name is Jackie and she's obsessed with Jackie O. Oh, okay. No, and, I, 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 I saw the... I know okay. what it is, but they don't... It's a great film, yeah. I they, well, it was originally a play, and they, God, they, never, they never did anything. They never boarded into the territory of sequels or anything weird like that, but um, yeah, that whole thing of, like... I mean, just the imagery that that outfit paints, you know, in someone's head is just very, like... That's why, like, even when I saw it in the film, I was just like, oh, it's supposed to be an homage, but I'm like, eh, no, it's not. When she's doing that whole thing at the end before the Million Dog March... She and Bruiser are wearing matching pink Che Guevara caps. That's right. Yes, that also. Yeah. Yes. There's so much cringe in this yeah, movie. Like, yeah. That I, and some of it didn't hit me in 2003. Well, like, me in 2003, Che shirts were popular. Yeah. Well, but in 2003, even though Che shirts were popular, I if I had saw one in a mall with my mother, I would have to drag her out of the store because she would start well, spitting on them. That's why I mean. I'm half Cuban. I'm half Cuban everywhere. No, no, I know, but that's Miami though. Because here, yeah. I remember, like on this coast, uh, oh, I, I had full on like conversations with people about it because I was just like, do you know who's on your shirt? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, he's a revolutionary. He was a person who wanted, you know, make a difference in the world, and I'm just like, wow. What book did you read that? And then you know, once you inform them on it, they're like, whoa, what do you mean a murderer? I'm like, you know, so it's like it's yeah. It's one of those things, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, even Madonna did it. I mean, she had it as one of her covers where she did. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, you know, after watching the Johnny Depp trial, and he's out with like the same thing. He's got a like some kind of necklace or something with a Che Guevara yeah. on it. It's a lot. So much cringe in this movie. Yeah, it's like, I yeah, I blocked most of it. Honestly, I remember the plot was about animal testing, and I remember Jennifer Coolidge saying that she wanted a hot dog real bad. Yes, that's the was, one that everyone remembers. The whole, oh my God, let's see, can I get out of good Jennifer Coolidge? She looked like the 4th of July. Makes me want to have a hot dog real bad. Like something like that. Yeah, that, that whole thing. I love Jennifer Coolidge. I love Jennifer Coolidge forever. All of her stuff with like uh, Chris Guest and stuff like that. Oh, Christopher Guest stuff. Like I uh, was a trying to call my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love those movies. Are yeah, you kidding like, me? Yeah, Best in Show. Yeah, um, and, uh, Mighty Wind. And uh, yeah, she's in for your consideration. Yeah. Mascots. Yes. So yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like so. I, I and then she did it in number one. So to see her number two. Oh, 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 screw that. Like a boss with Salma Hayek when she's in. That oh, film. yes, I, like, I saw that one too. This? I was like, who is this woman? This is not her. <laughs> and then white, and then she did the good thing in White Lotus. But that was one of these things where I was just like. Okay, like what, what's going on with this? And it's like, and it's not that like she's like phoning it in because she obviously delivered that one line that everybody loves to death. But it's like, yeah. But the rest of the performance is just kind of like, ah, like, like everyone here is just kind of like they showed up to work, and they're pushing yeah. along paper clips, but no one's really getting anything done. Like, and it's like it's one of those things where I'm like, Regina King's doing her best, really. She's yeah. trying. I love Regina King to death. So it's one of those things where I'm like. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's what that's what bothered me the most probably about this film is that there's so many people that are great. Like Sally Field. Sally Field is a great actress. Yeah, she is. And it's like I felt like she gave us like Mrs. Doubtfire 2.0 in this film. Because <laughs> she's nasty. And until the yeah. end, she doesn't really like you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like the snarkier version of that. And I'm just like, wow, like you played that before, but you played it better the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bob Newhart. I mean, he's like amazing on the Newhart show. His stand-up comedy, his delivery and time and great. yes, I get that he's older. But even on mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory, he was more like pithy and fun than he was in this film. He was like more of a cardboard cutout. And I was like, no. I'm like, is he okay? Is something wrong? And then when I see him, saw him years later on Big Bang, I was just like, no, that's the Bob Newhart I know. I'm like, what's like, wh- I, I, and I, I wonder if like there were certain people in power who were like, hey, tone it down or do this or, you know, I mean, if someone tried to play with the tone of the film, maybe. Yeah, that, I mean, that'd be weird. I honestly, I don't know who we would dare to try to like tell Bob Newhart and Salad Field how to play the character. Well, that's what I'm es- wondering. Especially in a sequel, like you want the best that you could possibly get here. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's funny because I, I, the other day I was thinking about films that I got sequels of, and it's like, like, I feel like Zoolander, too. I don't know if you've ever seen Zoolander. I 
I own Zoolander on Steelbook. Okay. And it's blue, by the way. That's gorgeous. And it, yes. it is a great film. Yeah, and I own Zoolander too also because I love it so much. Because it elevated the original concept and it elevated everything. I feel like they, is it they? Am I thinking of the right name? They, him, yeah, they, yeah. The, they. the Benedict Cumberbatch character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it him? No, it's a they. It's no, they. no, they went they. Second interlude. While editing, I realized that David meant what was the character name? Benedict Cumberbatch's character in Zoolander 2 was called All. I thought that David was referring to the pronouns because All, I believe, was non-binary. I think so, yeah. Like that whole concept, I know that there was a whole controversy with that too, but everything I did was just so great. I mean, and like just they elevated certain things and I feel like there's no quote-unquote true villain in the first mm -hmm. one if you will. So I think them trying to find something to vilify to yeah. make, you know, Elwood's champion for something. Because in the first one, she's championing for someone's innocence. Yeah. And for, like, her, and for, to be recognized as, like, an equal. In this film, she's championing for... Dogs. I was going to say her own personal benefit, essentially. Well, yeah. It like, started because of her own personal benefit. benefit. Yeah, but even in the end, it's still for her, quote-unquote, personal benefit, because she wanted to, like, you know, she wanted to feel good about the things she was buying. She wanted to feel good about the fact that this dog grew me. So it's like, it's that's where I think it kind of goes like, again, tone deaf. <laughs> because it's like one of those where we're like, yeah, she's trying to give us a compelling argument, but she's not doing it the right way. Like, I feel like you're watching it and you're just like, well, good for her. I hope she gets what she wants for her dog. And, but it's yeah. like, and I think what lacks in it is that you're like, it's, it's more about her than it is about us. And it's like, that's why you can't like empathize with it. You can't enjoy it because you're just like, you know? I mean, I, I would say I spend most of the film angry at her. Uh, yeah, because she just, oh, you really think you're just going to come in here? You're just going to waltz in, walk over Regina King, and you yeah. know how to do it better, even though you literally just walked in the door right now. I think we're tainted. We both, we both worked in the justice system. I think that's what tainted. <laughs> yeah. Like, nope. So yeah, I think that that's that's the whole thing. They gave you like cinematic um, justice, if you will, for this film. Yeah, and so one other thing, also another thing that bothered me was um, so she's trying to get a like plan how she's going to convince all these people, mm -hmm. and she basically convinces one of the the representative ladies because they went to the same they had the same yeah, same sorority. Yeah. They dealt in you. Yeah, so she saw the ring. It's like, oh, when's the last time you went to whatever the tea party or something? Yeah, well, and then they start like doing the. But that is actually the most, you know, most. Uh, it is. You know, it um, is. And believe me, most, I work at a university. The most I, DT thing, you know what I mean? But that really, that kind of Are privilege bothers well? me. That, that kind one? of privilege bothers me. Oh yeah, but you it, know, because like, I mean, first of all, I I never went to a sorority. I never joined a sorority. I. Yeah, but you know what? There have been places you've gone to and spoken Spanish and you got better service. Oh, no, no. I know. I know. I, I, Great sorority. I, yeah, well, so, yes, your sorority. Sorry. Back to your campus life. I know that that's probably one of the, the parts in the movie that is the most um, accurate is how yeah. she just... And disturbing. They, they went to the same sorority. Yeah, but it is. And that does that that does bother me, you know. Um, so, yeah, I was already angry. And then I'm just angrier. And... Yeah, so basically this entire movie made me angry at <laughs> Elwood. Sorry, sorry. And it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'll, I'll never have to watch it again, I assume. And I was like, wow, am I, gonna, you. <laughs> am I gonna watch part one and like feel differently? I don't know, I, I, I haven't, so no, I'll, I'll let it, you know. It's her beginnings, it's her origin story. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then, um, uh, do you want to get into the uh, the dogs? Bruiser and the the Rottweiler. Oh, and then they have a. I'm trying to remember. Do they have a relationship or what was their? No, they, yeah, they have. They're gay dogs. Oh basically. yeah, that was a whole to do too. Good lord. Yeah, the. No point. Set me up. <laughs> <laughs> Something is just like I, did, I tell you, I blocked some of this stuff out because I'm just like no. Yeah, yeah, they. I was uh, like, because I was like, am I gonna rewatch this? Am I gonna? I'm like, and I like, and I, and I looked at tidbits, and I was like, you know what? And uh, I was like. I just remember not liking it. I mean, I remember like just feeling irked. Even back then, even like, I mean, I remember like going to the theater with hopes and like, you know, hopes and dreams though. <laughs> like, hope for something great. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, but, I mean, yeah. I was hoping it would be at least, you know, enjoyable. You know, yeah. like you, you at least 
with sequels, you don't usually expect a sequel to be as good. Very rarely, sometimes it is, but you hope to enjoy it. You know, yeah. as, as a, some... that's the thing. Like the first one had so many good elements of camp and so many like surprising little tidbits, like when they're rescuing Paulette's dog. Yeah, I love that. That's no, one like, of the, like the best. Taking you know. the dog, and you're like, yes, take yes. the dog, Paulette. Yeah. Not even that. She gets to like kind of stretch her legalese, and like there's, yeah. like there's like there's just this, like, and then this bend and snap is also another moment of like joy. Because Works every there. time. <laughs> you know, that's funny. You know, the person who says that is um he's also a drag queen named love connie okay and it's funny because it's like every time i see that film I, I think of like that person's repertoire of work otherwise as well and i'm just like that's so funny that you like one of the most iconic lines that, like people remember <laughs> <laughs> so like it's, it's just, that's the thing there's so many like good people in that film the first one yeah that, like, yeah. and, well, there's that, so many like, people, good people in the second one. It just didn't work out. Yeah, I didn't know it because they didn't give you this. They didn't play with the same set of tools in the toolbox. Like it's, it, it tried too hard to be. I don't know. It, it, it tried to. I was going to say, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> it kind of like. Yes. Yeah. Capital but it, Barbie. What? Well, That's what they called her. I know, but oh well, they call her Malibu Barbie in the first, and I don't actually like any Barbie references to either one of them because Barbie's a whole other subject that I, I can go off on a tangent. Because I mean, uh, this is not a doll podcast. I won't. No. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the abbreviated version. The Barbie doll is based on a call girl from Germany, and the manufacturer from Mattel decided to make them for her two daughters and made her a quote-unquote fashion doll. Barbie's pretty much had every career there is. And the only reason I respect Barbie is because before that, little girls had to play with just baby dolls. Coddled and believing they were only going to be mothers and nothing else. Barbie's the first one to give them careers and things that they could be otherwise. When you put her in the references, mind you, I own the presidential candidate Barbies and all that. So I'm like, nah. (laughs) But when they call her like, yeah, the capital Barbie and even the Malibu Barbie reference, it's one of those things where I'm just like... Yeah, it's not a pot shot. You know, she's doing well for what it is. They've found their flaws and what they've done. And, and I know I'm totally on a tangent. But my no, no. But I mean, the, the, I guess the the question is: Are you saying that you don't like that they called her that because they're calling they're using it as a, a derogatory? As a derogatory where I feel like it always, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's a derogatory. And if people actually do anything about the iconography of the actual doll, it's always set a standard to try to make people better every generation, women better every generation. I feel like this film and, and Barbie and Legally Blonde do have a lot in common. Regards of like what they're trying to stand for and what they actually are viewed as or two yeah, different things you know i can see that so that's why they're parallels mm-hmm. but no yeah so going back to the whole malibu barbie and the con was it congress bargain no, it was a uh, capital barbie capital barbie yeah i just like i the whole yeah that that was to me cringe because i was just like oh like no like you didn't do anything for the greater good and i feel like as much as people criticize barbie dolls like now there's more inclusivity than ever like they've really like I, and you probably don't have a single barbie doll in your house no <laughs> I've got way too many so like that's to me that's huge like if i were some girl's father or even a boy's father and they wanted these dolls i'm like you know what yeah absolutely because this is something that i would want my kids to want to emulate and go with forth with yeah okay look my rant okay my ted talk's over <laughs> <laughs> so any any last thoughts on on legally blonde part two no, no before i tell you a little bit about legally blondes before yeah you i yeah well let me that movie uh, again with the stereotypes just yeah, from so trip, go for it, it I, I'll, I'll go over very brief um you saw you, it. i did I, I put it i was i was stuck at you know what i, I was kind of stuck at work and i just had it on in the background yeah, let me ask um, can i ask you a couple questions before you go into it so yeah. the tropes the, so the fashion design trope that they use in it the fish out of water trope that they use in it well, no. Yes, they have the fish out of water. Oh, they the fashion, the, they do, yeah, they do have a fashion, the fashion design, design thing. Yeah. And then there's one more thing that they used in it. But it was just like, I feel like they just like pulled from every like teen movie to make like a film. Just like, you know. Well, I'm going to read you uh, one of the, there's only two critic reviews on this. Oh, so oh. I'm going to read you the one that hits the nail on the head. Okay. And it's from dvdtalk.com. And it says, reimagines the franchise in the tone of a Disney Channel sitcom. Oh, absolutely. I can see that. 
that is absolutely even the music is disney i mean i watched a lot of disney shows because i have a, a daughter yes i have a daughter so i saw a lot of, and it's it's the exact disney music it's the exact disney tone like they they hit the nail on the head that's exactly what it is it's funny because the trailer gave me like a hallmark movie vibe no, and i can see it's that disney because disney movies are hallmark movies for adults oh no, wait hallmark movies are disney movies for adults yeah it's 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 not good at all and i'm I'm sure i don't need to tell you that no I'm good. that's yeah that's that's all i'll say on it, it well, actually the two girls version. that are in are from life of uh zach and cody yeah so yeah so yeah. they were disney kids anyway so yeah they were probably trying to branch out into a different audience so reese witherspoon actually is one of the producers on it yeah and the they are elwood's cousins and not yeah. that Reese Witherspoon's in the movie at all, but um, they move from Great Britain to LA and they're living in her LA house because Elle is really busy in in DC, you know, doing law stuff or whatever. Um, So that's the premise. And they do have, they have a law thing at the end. They do have like a trial at the prep school. So they kept the law stuff too. That's cool. Okay. It's funny because every time I like think of like sequels, whenever I see any sequel, I always think of Spaceballs. And oh like, yeah i'm still waiting for spaceballs too the, the search, search for, for more, more money. money yeah i always like i'm always like legally blonde too the search for more money but i heard a rumor that they were gonna make uh spaceballs 3 whatever happened to spaceballs 2 oh that'd be great oh my god <laughs> i'm here for it well it's funny because like sometimes like two is a dud and three is great like that's how i feel about the blade, the blade franchise i you know everyone liked blade 2 except me i like okay. blade 3 better so that, 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 you're, you're, for those of you listening, the mic did not break. That was me. Yeah, Parker Posey. Yes. Um, Chloe Seven. No, not Chloe Seven. You. Uh, help me, help me. Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone is in it. Yeah. Um, Triple H is in it. My favorite. Yes, he is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You love the wrestling. Yeah. You love the wrestling. <laughs> That's like when I was watching Revenge of the Nerds too, and I was like, "Wow, this Wait. is even worse than I thought." Oh, full circle. Booger is in Legally Blondes too. Yes. Yes, How is the legally, performance? Oh, sorry, legally sorry. Blondes. Sorry. Yeah, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is in yeah. Legally Blondes. And no, he's fine. He plays a teacher. Yeah. And um, the girls give this other teacher advice because the, the, I forgot what, what subject she teaches is in love with Booger. Yeah, the, um, you know, and that's funny because even in the trailer, that gave me vibes of like Clueless. Yes, that's exactly what I was expecting. I'm like, oh no, it's just gonna be a clueless moment. But they didn't yeah. give her a makeover. They just kind of gave her some advice. And, okay. and oh, instead of the bend and snap, it's the hair flip. Oh dear God. Yeah. So she goes up to Booger and she flips her hair her and hair. smiles at him. And then he is enamored, like if she was a goddess or something. Like suddenly she's a goddess because she flipped her she's hair. She's glowing. Back. Yeah. Dear God. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's I, my daughter had seen it, so I, I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. She had seen it? Oh, well. Yeah, she had seen it. Um, well, you know, it's her her age. This is she, she is the demographic. Nine. My daughter was seven at the time. That she is the demographic. I am not. Yeah. So, Legally Blonde, the original. Yeah. The casting for Elle Woods. Yeah. Remember I told you there was like a laundry list of women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That who were supposed to play Elle Woods oh, or were, yes. were thought of for Elle Woods. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, we're all consider- they're all in consideration at some point. Yeah. Do you want to do you want me to go like an order of the names or have fun? I don't, you just 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 Charlie Charlie Theron. Okay. I know. <laughs> I can't, maybe I could have pictured it back then, but I know her I've seen her work too much now. Yeah. No. I think she could have put it off. I think she can. I, I've seen films. Yeah. You can do that. No, she's a great actress. It's just hard to picture her like that now. It, but it's been too long. Yeah, it's been, it's too been long, 20 yeah. years. Well, you have to think of like, you know what I would think of? What's that one song? Uh, Devil's Advocate. Isn't she in it? Yes. So, like, think yeah. of that, Charlize. Yeah. But, so that... but doing something bubbly. Exactly. That's yeah. how I pictured it. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. What's your favorite there with Emma? Was she the Emma? Know, she's not as pretty, <laughs> though. She's no, she wouldn't. Though. She'd probably have more of a snarky tone or something. I don't know. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, which I think is like too on the nose with Clueless. Agree. Catherine Heigl, which I can't see. I don't know. No. Sorry. no. Uh, Christina Applegate, which I can't see. Okay. Because I think I've heard Sweetest Christina Thing. Applegate back then, though. Sweetest Thing. Okay. But Remember wait, but how old was she back then? She would have been older. But yeah. she might have been more appropriate to, like, I guess, the actual real person. I don't know. But yeah, um, Mila Jovovich, I which I've never seen her in a perky role. No, 
No. Like, yeah, it's one of those. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, which I, it would be wigs, because you know she's not going to dye that hair. Yeah, I'm not going to. You know. And I then like Rick, her, but not for this. Now, here's one that's kind of interesting, but sad, but I'm happy they didn't do it, because she had, like, one film, maybe two. Uh, it depends on if you count her one cameo. Uh, Britney Spears. Oh. But after they saw her SNL, okay. they said no. <laughs> I, the only time I've ever seen Britney act is in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that's right. She did do that, too. She did Crossroads, and she was also a fembot in one of the Austin Powers films. Oh, oh God. It was probably part three, the one I blocked from my memory. Yeah. Yeah, gold member. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And then Reese Witherspoon almost didn't get cast because they kept thinking of her as Tracy Flick. Okay. And I was like, and I can see that because that's a very like, rigid character, but I'm just like, dude, yeah. and she had to audition. They wouldn't just give it to her. So, and I'm like, dude, then watch Freeway. <laughs> that's what I was, I was like. Like, the kids got, and she did that one movie as a kid, too, that where she was like a little, like, I don't know what it's called. It's like some, like, heartstring type movie that she pulls your heartstrings and it's, like, sad, but you can probably Google it or whatever. I'm like, or I need to be it. But, um, and I'm trying to think, oh, here, I have two other fun ones for you. Paulette. Other people who auditioned for it or were in mm-hmm. and Courtney Love. Oh no. Yes. I can oh, see it. I oh can, my God. I can see it. I guess that I guess this is right after People versus Larry Flint or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. I know, but I love Jennifer Coolidge. I know so why. And well, it I can see the, the delivery a little bit different. And this person I can see too, but I don't know how it would work. Uh Kathy and Jimmy for Pauli- for Paulette who? as well. Kathy and Jimmy. From the center? Yes, you do. You know okay. the, the uh, Hocus Pocus? Yes. The, the oh. Ones that, yeah. oh, that would have worked. Yeah. She could yeah. yeah. I love, yeah. And Jimmy. yeah I think she would have been great. I think she would have had fun with it. And I think she would have yeah. been. Yeah, she was also in Sister Act. So I think, like, yeah, she would have been a good Paulette, I think. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Chloe Seven Years. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which I can see it. Totally. Yeah, I can see it. Like, I have, like, this alternate universe, like, you know, like, where, like, it's Chloe Sevigny, Kathleen and Jimmy, or even Courtney Love, I'm sorry, I can see Courtney Love, I can, because she has a sweetness to her that I'm, like, I can see her as Paulette, like, she does, she has her moments, like, where she just, she has her moments, and she was good at People versus Larry Flynn, but she's been in other stuff, too, I'm trying to think what else I've seen her in, but yeah, she has her moments and stuff like that. She has a cameo in Sid and Nancy. Oh, I believe it. Oh, it's funny because there was like a whole thing in regards to the whole hair thing too. Paulette's had to be they that was way before people used to do like rooted wigs where like you could mm-hmm. see the roots in a wig. So they had to mess with her hair as well to do that and keep her rooted. Like now they had to keep everyone else's blonde perfect. Right. They, and you see a slow transition in Paulette getting more polished as the as the film goes along in the first one. So um legally blonde three, where have you heard? Oh, other than like, well, it's supposed to be coming out 2023. Okay. And it's our it's in pre-production, so they've gotten to that point. Mindy Kaling's doing the script. Um, and I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what they do. What would you want to see? Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of would. I wouldn't hate it if um no, if they kind of gave her like the helm of being like maybe an adjunct or something, like as a professor. And still okay. practicing law, and then maybe have like a quote unquote new blonde step into it. Oh, okay, yeah, you know like, 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 yeah, like if she, like, there's somebody in the class that she mentors or something, yeah, exactly, yeah, and have that person, you know, and then maybe like they tag team a case or something, yeah, maybe. well, they both, okay. like her. but like, you know, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a concept, I mean, I don't know, I'm like, I don't know what's going to be so. But everyone's in it, and I'm hoping that, like, they can kind of, like, recapture it. I mean, it's that magic in a bottle thing with films where, like, yeah. maybe, maybe it will be the Blade 3 that I want. <laughs> That'd be great. I, 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 I think I feel like Blade it. 3 captured a certain amount of magic that, yeah. like, you know, I mean, that the first one had. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, yeah. But, no, I mean, that's all I can hope for. And, I mean, they haven't really put anything else. You know, actually, no, they could probably use, uh, but it'd be a little, like, off. If they used her daughter, uh, I can't remember, uh, reach for their oh, daughter. Oh, yeah, they got it. Ava. Ava, like... Ava. Yes, that would be kind of fun if they played with that, or even, like, if they even wanted to do, like, some flashbacks or something, have fun with that, too. Yeah, they would probably have kids by now. Yeah. Or Luke Wilson, unless yeah. they had none. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. I mean, they could, I mean, they can even have, like, her, <laughs> it'd be funny if they had a brunette daughter. 
Oh yeah, well he's a brunette. Yeah, like have that have, have that be something kind of fun. But I mean, I would listen. Even if they had like a camp moment within some weird parallel universe thing for a minute, maybe use the people that they were originally going to cast. Oh wow! Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> kind of like in Scream movies where they have like you know what I mean? Like oh, so who would play you kind of thing? Maybe yeah, yeah. Film. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I mean, there's a lot that they can do with it. There's a lot of fun. I mean, just I mean, because like in one, my whole thing is like even in one. The whole, it's funny as you mentioned the thing about the gay dogs too. And I was just thinking about that. When one, when they'll do the whole thing about like finding out if the pool boy is gay and whatever else, and they do that whole scene. Right. It's like, I don't say we're in on the joke, but I feel like you're not as offended because it's pivotal to like the trial itself. So you're not like, you're, you need to get this person. You know what I mean? Like, again, you have to like, like we're we're rooting for we're rooting for oh we're trying to keep um you know we're trying to find out who murdered this man so essentially like if this comes out in discovery then we're like okay cool we came up in discovery mm-hmm. it just happens to come up in a funny way and it's a lot of fun and like the whole thing but I mean and even then like that's what I like about it that even if because when she's waiting for the water fountain and the whole don't stop your last season proud of shoes at me comes it's like oh and it's funny because I remember like looking at the shoes and like those are last season shoes. <laughs> And I was like, oh God, that's funny. I'm like, I think that's what made me laugh. I remember audibly laughing in the theater and like I think I really remember those in a magazine. So um um what do you guys? So then like the fact that when she comes back in, like the council is fighting her. Like everyone there is just like, no, no, you can't do this. Like that's that's the re- like the reality of it. Like I feel like they did that well. Mm-hmm. And then they took it to that camp level when Emmett gets up and he's like discussing it and the whole thing and like just sneaks that in and then Again, like we said, everyone would be arrested. <laughs> everyone would be arrested. <laughs> but like that was just a fun little like blip that they did that was like it's one of like I just feel like they part one handled a lot of like top button issues well. Mm-hmm. And it's like if they were gonna do something, you were in on the joke, so it wasn't like offensive. Yeah, I, think, I feel like period. they weren't really making fun of him. They were just right. saying he's lying about right, yeah. They're uh, Ali Lauder's character, yeah. Yeah, which nowadays I feel like with people being so like fluid, like well, not fluid with gender, but people being so more exposed to like sexuality, I feel like it wouldn't even be as like, you know what I mean? Which is funny because in the musical, <laughs> they do a whole thing, the, the song is gay or European. Oh, and, wow. And they're trying to figure out, <laughs> and he ends up being both. Oh and my God, like, okay. So it's kind of fun. they're like he's he is gay and they're like and European. It's like so it's like so so it's funny because like a lot of things that the movie got wrong, like part two, yeah, the musical got right. So they elevated it and they played with it. Like there's there are some songs that make me cringe in the musical. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, there are some songs that make me cringe in the musical, mm-hmm. but there are some songs that are like perfectly on point. Like they just they took it and like they escalated, like they elevated, like you got more backstory on the characters than you would have ever in regards to like everybody in there that's why i feel like between the first film and the um the musical they have enough to build for a third film and do it right like maybe we could do one itty bitty flashback to part two and maybe not have anything that was cringy in it maybe the hot dog real bad can be in it and that's it because that's honestly like the only like that's the only thing that i think was like salvageable from like the second one the second one is just like it tried to be too many things and it took too much of the original and tried to repackage it and give it back to you in like a new way and it was like eh. oh by the way um amanda brown i remember this right now it's just funny when she submitted um i think her, it was either a script or like something regards to like for the book no i don't remember if it was the book or it was for the film but it was on pink paper. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yep. She legit, like I'm telling you, Amanda Brown is a Woods. And the whole reason, I think the whole reason Elle is named Elle is because she used to read Elle magazine. So like, yeah, it's like a full, it's, it's, it's and it's like, it's funny because that's the one thing about this film. And I think that's why, like, and I'm going to take it to a totally different franchise. The Sex and the City films and the show as well. Right. Like the fact that people still identify with it is because there is a real person behind that. Yeah, you know, Candace Bushnell. Candace exactly. And I feel like she's had those experiences and she's had certain things. So she could speak on certain things and, you know, find the humor and the levity and, like, the lesson mm-hmm. in those things. And I think that's what they were able to harness from. Because I want to say Amanda Brown did also some consulting in regards to the musical as well. 
So I think if they get her in on there as well, especially since she's published other books and stuff like that, I think they might have something there because they can take from her life experiences and what came of it. I mean, even though she didn't go to law, I'm sure she still knows people who went to school with her who yeah. she can pull from their experiences and have a blast with it. So and that's my takeaway. I think it, if done well, I think it'll do great. I think it might, I'm not sure, but I think like, for now, I think the Barbie movie is going to have a similar release uh, time period oh. to Legally Blondes. So, oh God, my Barbie rant just became part of you. <laughs> this podcast it's okay no 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 but no well you decide what you want to put in what you know but i think they might have similar release periods or dates i think that's i think it's because i want to say they're thinking it's either spring or summer of 2023 Mm -hmm. so no i like number one the whole thing is i feel like they were going to something new and they were playing with something that was like new a new experience we will were Two is just a mess because they were trying to just capture that and trying to get that genie in the model. And I'm like, no. and then add the, you know, they usually want to go bigger in part two. So yeah. they went bigger by, oh, she's going to go to Washington and change yeah. the entire law. Honestly, if they give her like a Star Wars type lineage thing with like part three, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Like if, like, I'm telling you, like if they have a new Jedi in Harvard, in Harvard or whatever, <laughs> please be, it could be a community college. I'm okay with that. She can go teach a community college for whatever reason she wants. So she doesn't have to have the prestige. I mean, not all lawyers, not all great lawyers go to like Ivy League schools. So yeah, no. Maybe that could be the next point. And yeah, that could be it. She could, you know, go teach somewhere else. That's not Harvard. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and go up against Harvard lawyer. Yes. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, there's a lot there. There's so much that they can play with and do. So yeah. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna wrap it up. Sorry. Well, okay. Do you have enough usable material? I have a lot of material. <laughs> Oh, you do? Okay, cool, cool. Sorry. Well, I also haven't seen you forever. So it's like- I know, I know. So we're like, yeah, we haven't seen each other in a while. Like, we've just been talking through, like, Instagram and stuff. So yeah, I'm sorry, I know. we have a lot to say. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. well, okay. Let me stop recording and say thank um, you, David, for uh, being on my podcast. Oh, I'm, this has been amazing. I'm so happy. Been- <laughs> All right. Thank you. Today's podcast was recorded on my part with a Logitech headset on my Alienware computer using Adobe Audition. David's part was recorded on a Gateway laptop using the Gateway's microphone. Reboot the Sequel is created by Vin Rodriguez. Podcast cover made with Canva.com. Sound effects from freesound.org. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, you can email vin at vinwritten at gmail.com.